Welcome to the Sonic Truth Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Sonic Truth. Here live from Advertising Week in New York, we're on the, the corner of 68th and Broadway in a in a truck. Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> um, you for having me. Yeah, and we have Pete Jimison uh, from Frequency. So, Pete, it'd be great for everybody listening. It'd be great to hear your background and and how you got here and and what you're doing. Yeah, sure. So it's it's kind of an evolution of sorts. Uh, I started in uh, digital media back in 2010, uh, founded my first agency called Fever Creative with my brother. Uh, about two years into that, we started working closely with Spotify. And we actually sprung up a different agency uh, called F-Sharp just to really focus on the audio industry itself. Uh, as we saw a large opportunity for uh, production uh, and scaling uh, creative for uh, audio and audio publishers, uh, so we began working with Spotify. We started working closely with other publishers like Pandora, SoundCloud, etc. Uh, and while we were doing that, we saw that the automation process required technology, right? Not just streamlining the process from a creative standpoint with people, but actually leveraging digital media technology to help ad operators, help ad creatives, get audio ads out there and scalable in a way that couldn't have been done before with terrestrial radio. Uh, and so if you think about the way that the audio world has shaped up coming from radio days into digital, uh, you know, the way ad operators were working before and to, to the most part still to this day, they have one file that they traffic to a demo demographic and audience uh, in certain, you know, potentially could be uh, one area like New York City metropolitan area or it could be national. And what ends up happening is by running your ad into this one market, uh, the advertiser generally wants to see uh, their ads being sent to multiple demos. Uh, and so you have this issue of how do you handle a separate ad for different audiences? And what, what we do is we look at that and say, okay, let's build a system that's scalable, not only just from the aspect of delivery, so making sure that you can connect to all those multiple audiences leveraging data, but also making sure that you can actually produce that audio creative uh, in a rapid process so that you can act in real time to the signals that are coming back from the market. So I'll give you an example. You know, you might have a campaign uh, with, you know, a brand like McDonald's and they might be running creative in technically 70 to 150 markets. Uh, and that creative uh, could be per pertinent to each market and they could change that creative each day. They could change that creative based on data signals, such as the time of day, such as the weather. So you could say, you know, in the morning, come get your McGriddle. And what we found is that the industry as a whole has been leveraging technology such as Dropbox, email, uh, Excel to manage that process. It causes a lot of uh, time on, on behalf of those people, the ad operators inside the companies, the publishers. Uh, and it also causes a lot of human error. Uh, and we're not using the digital opportunities available with data to make decisions in real time and make it easier for an advertiser to connect to that listening audience and then respond to the listening audience. Um, so just ba actually peeling that back just a little bit for, for someone who's never thought about this before, right? Yeah. Obviously, you know, uh, my background, I'm pretty close to this. You're very close to this. Mm -hmm. So like, what is the goal? Like if I'm an advertiser and I'm just coming to the world of audio advertising, what's the first thing now I've got to make creative somehow and then I've yeah. got to figure out where I'm going to deploy that creative. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a couple of things there. One, is it possible to make creative that 
kind of fits in all those different markets. Like, is that part, that's obviously part of the challenge and how, yeah. how do you deal with that? Yeah, there's the, there's the challenge of one, you need to have vocal talent, an audio engineer and a script writer to come up okay. with each and every creative. And generally you're running a 15 second or 30 second audio creative. Uh, so what we're looking at there is saying, okay, how can we break that production process down and streamline it in a way that makes it scalable to create thousands of versions of the audio creative? Uh, and then, you know, so the way you look at it today, you have an, uh, your vocal talent that you can contract out or you have on your team. You have multiple uh, agencies out there that provide that. So these vendors that provide that service uh, that can be and are free to provide a service at any time. So now what you're saying is, OK, if I want to be able to produce these ads very rapidly, I have a whole plethora of options available. But before, oftentimes we were kind of ascribed to one agency here or one agency there. We have our talent in-house. And so what we found is let's develop a marketplace. Let's, let's make it so it's easier for the publisher or the advertiser themselves to connect with the vendors providing that service and ensure that the expectations are met at the beginning saying, hey, this creative is going to have to be produced every day. Uh, we're going to have to do a few different versions of it. Uh, and so we want to make sure you have you t your talent on hand. Uh, and if you can't do it, then maybe we'll have somebody else handle this. And so each job, each campaign can be, you know, divvied up to multiple different vendors to help that process. Because, so it doesn't become a bottleneck okay. for the advertisers or for so the, the advertiser could log in and say, I, you know, I want to create these ads on in a dynamic nature now. Right. With that expectation. And that's say, right. In order to get this creative, I can have this kind of networked across multiple people simultaneously so I can be more dynamic and scale. Yeah. And okay. you can scale faster. And then when you're thinking about the actual production of the audio, you know, you always think about your target audience, but now you also think about the context of the listener. So the listener is running, the listener is uh, in the, like in the morning waking up, it's raining outside for the listener. So maybe it's a little bit melancholic. Uh, all those things need to come and take part and you can actually resonate with a listener now with your creative uh, thinking about that context. And so what we want is for that to take part in the production process as well, right? We're running a campaign that's about to go live in the next few weeks that uses the flu penetration. So the risk levels of, of flu within your local area right. and knowing if you're at high risk, then the, the company, the advertiser can, can say, look, you should go to your local retail store to get your flu right. shots. So you can say, so you create all those scenarios out of the gate. That's right. With the idea that like now I can, so that's the next barrier. Right? Yeah. Like, so, I, so let's assume we've got, we've got the mindset for this dynamic experience and, and whether it's uh, based on seasonality or I like the flu. I like the pollen. Those are great because it's like you, you definitely have a different message when flu season's at its peak right. um, versus when it's not. Um, and, and same with weather and other things. So now assuming you've got all those scenarios mapped out, is, the, uh, is logically the next challenge is how do I get the right ad in front of the right person at the right time? And so how does so how, yeah. do, how do I get that ad to the person? You know, if I've got the high penetration flu targeted ad made, yeah. how do I get that to the person in, in that place who has the high penetration flu? Yeah, and the great thing about this is that, you know, audio is a little bit late to the game. And so what we're doing is leveraging technology that has already existed for display. Okay. Uh, you know, so the mechanisms that, you know, the standards have been used for video and display, such as a vast tag, we're just taking that and basically using it to make those decisions as well. And so when, when the, the company uses a vast tag, it essentially 
passes that data through and can respond with the corresponding audio. Uh, and then going beyond that, it gives the advertiser the ability to see the insights of how listeners are responding in our metrics. So we then collect everything, you know, the, the impression. So who, who listened? How long did they listen? Did they engage right then and there? Did they click on a banner that came with it, a companion banner? Did they then go visit the store, right? So some kind of attribution associated with an in-store visit. Uh, all of that can be tracked. And, okay. and you're that getting that pro- from partners or how does that work? Uh, so majority of it comes from our, our system oh, itself. Okay. Uh, so we're tracking all those uh, items except for attribution, which okay. will then work with uh, an attribution partner. Generally, if it comes from the advertiser, or if we, we bring them uh, to the, the table. Uh, so, yeah, all that, all those metrics as well are extremely important. And in the past, a lot of what audio was about was reach. Yeah. So like, how do I get to 100 million people? Right. And we're tracking it based on that reach. So let's get to the 100 million impressions. But what then happens after those impressions? Right. What and, and those things were being tracked in display and video. And so the sophistication that's always existed in advertising, we're applying in our technology and making it so it's applicable for audio. And this is all managed through your it's all platform. managed through frequency. Yeah. Awesome. Great. So, and then your kind of main user, is it, is it the brand? Is it the agency? Like, is it both? Like who, who are the people that are, yeah. that are engaged in this conversation? We're focused I primarily this? right now on publishers and okay. ad tech uh, providers. So demand side systems, uh, like, you know, your trade desk or media math, uh, publishers, the largest audio publishers that exist globally, um, which have these pain points today, you know, the right. ability to produce rapidly, the ability to manage thousands of files uh, and, and not just have to clarify to, for audience. So yeah. publishers, they're, they're, they're also they're creating ads to run on their on their network, basically. Or for, That's right. Yeah. So if we, just, to, just to get break yeah. it down. So Pandora, you know, okay. has uh, their ad serving systems that they're used to traffic their ads. And then they're managing their creative internally. Uh, and they're then trafficking it across those to their demographic audiences. Right. You know, and so they have their own. Uh, systems that they would use to traffic and they're just they could co- use our system as a complement to the trafficking system okay uh, and so as a publisher that would be a pandora the, the that a listening audience is attached to so the platform would be you know spotify pandora soundcloud uh you you, you name it right. you know any of the maybe podcast networks that right. exist like acast who's who's trucking who's trucking yeah make sure you call them right. out yeah right, right. Got it. So like, and actually on the, on the little tangent of podcast there for a second, mm. like, you know, there seems to be a lot of grassroots movement around podcast advertising. Like, and I think, um, you know, just this week, yesterday on, there was an audio track here at advertising week where there was a lot of excitement around podcast advertising revenue. Yeah. You know, obviously having been through the growth of the internet myself, and I'm sure, you know, you've seen that too. It's like when something grows really quickly and there's a lot of potentially money behind it, um, you know, what's grounding that, you know, and where's the data in that? Otherwise it, be, it can become a bubble. Um, do you, do you see podcasting as something that needs more data that you, where is that an area of growth and opportunity for you? Or is it, is it just kind of all lumped together from where you're sitting? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So we actually have been focused mostly on streaming. Okay. And so when we say streaming, a lot of times that's come from the music side instead of the spoken word, which mm-hmm. is your, you know, primarily your podcast. Uh, but we do see podcasts moving closer towards streaming. I mean, more and more the, the listeners are not just downloading, they're actually streaming uh, in their cars, on their mobile apps. Uh, so as it progresses towards the streaming, uh, we can then get more involved with the data. The problem with podcasts today for us is that a download kind of cuts us off 
right. from understanding the listener and the context of the listener. Right. We only know that they downloaded the file at a certain time, but when do they actually listen to the file? Right. right. And I think that's already a problem in terms of measurement for the industry. Um, but yeah, podcasting as a whole is just starting. You know, right. I mean, it's just the the growth of podcasting is going to be astronomical. We've seen it with the internet, right? The, one of the benefits of the internet is it is happening right there. And, and everybody's connected when they're doing it by definition, right. which makes it a lot easier to track what's going on. And it's a lot easier to deliver a dynamic experience when it's a connected experience. And right. podcasting at its moment is, is you're right, it's the download, but you start to see, look, Spotify is up their podcast game big time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and look, we used to download iTunes to our iPod. And now, if, you know, I don't, I never, if, if I'm like underground, if I, Right. I can't stream. I'm, I'm done for. Actually, in the subways <laughs> in New York, thank God, you can pretty much get a signal. Yeah, I mean, with here. the introduction of 5G and just right. as technology is, improves, um, you know, you have the opportunity available to stream more right. and, and more accessible from further places. There's also the expectation of the consumer, which brings back to what you're doing. So the expectation of the consumer just becomes, I'm streaming everything anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like in the same way that I wouldn't think about downloading a, an audio track right now to, to listen to. I'm going to stream it on, on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Right. Um, the expectation of the consumer is that advertising will be dynamically delivered. Right? You know, because the internet is such a dynamic experience, when I hear an audio ad and it's not targeted, it, you know, it's not, there's not a creepiness factor. It's like, that's my expectation. That's the way I'm used to being. You know, if I went to Amazon and it was generic you know, homepage, It'd be that would be terrible for me. Like I expect to get my my preferences yeah. tailored to me. How much do you see the pull from the publishers with that burden? Right, they've got that burden of trying to deliver this dynamic experience. Is that is that part of it? The genesis of what you're doing? Yeah, it is. I mean, certainly personalization. You know, that aspect of a listener hearing an ad that matters to them rather than just a generic ad uh, is a large part of where everything's headed. Right, and and I think consumers are responding to that, and we see already two to three X improvement on engagement with an ad that is technically personalized, right? From the same brand. So now just making sure that the context uh, actually plays a role, you can see that boost. Uh, and so what we're doing is not just for consumers. Um, what we're doing is for the whole ecosystem. And what we see is the technology really empowers the publishers. It empowers the advertisers. And by doing so, they can deliver a smarter creative to the listeners, which then the listeners correspond very well to. Uh, and so what we see going forward in the future is, you know, then ability to interpret uh, how the listeners are responding and react very quickly, again, back into that fee- that loop of production and delivery uh, on how to use those insights to, you know, connect to those listeners again with creative that means even more to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I know they respond to r- the rain uh, what else could they respond to given weather? What else, you know, what type of rain? Uh, what is the, what is the context? When is it during when it's raining? Um, you know, is it during the morning? Uh, you know, is it better during certain other, uh, days of the week? Uh, and we're already seeing that data today, but you know, we're doing it all manually today. We're looking at that data and then we're making changes manually. What I see in the next iteration of this is machine learning taking a, taking hold uh, things that you guys, you know, probably are applying a lot to your uh, understanding of the audio creative itself. We're going to be applying that to the audience and saying, OK, great. Now we understand we're going to the system is going to actually provide insights back to the advertiser and say, would you like to make this change? Right. We see that listeners are responding to rain 
Uh, so we should do, we should apply more distribution on the rain creative than on one that's maybe applied to humidity. Uh, so th that's going to be taking hold. And then the other thing that really I see is going to be um, a huge boost in a way to responsive and um, real-time dynamic creative is uh, uh, text-to-speech, where you can actually then just use your written copy to create voice synthesis right. and have some type of quote unquote robotic machine voice, you know, could be the Amazon Polly or the Google voice deliver your creative. So there, now you just start thinking about the endless possibilities when you're cutting off, which it, today the voiceover talent um, uh, that provides that ability to, you know, to, to deliver the creative is going to be uh, now licensing their voice. They are now going to be creating a, a, voice, a voice tone uh, that advertisers will want to use. Right. So you won't have to be dependent on them and their availability. Now the machines will do it. And I know it sounds a little bit scary, but at the same time, that's where this technology is all headed. And what we want to do is apply that to our system. So the system today is built to scale. Right now, and it's and whenever you know you look at those things in the future, they do, if they don't seem a little scary, then you know, they're probably not exciting, and they're probably not accurate. And I think like yeah. scale is a is a big challenge um, in any growing industry, um, and it's exciting to see that happening in audio, and just to see like you know it's a great way to look at where you started to to where you are today, and kind of where that scale comes into the future. You know, kind of the final final point, I guess, and final question is like you know. Are we, how far away are we? Well, we started the data-driven right. uh, creative in early 2017. So okay. that's when we first kicked it off. Right. Uh, so now we're delivering many campaigns using it, but still the industry is adopting the technology. Still the right. industry is not used to right. delivering creative based on data signals in the so sense like that... The idea versus the actual adoption, right? The idea right. can be there, but people actually doing yeah. it. Yeah, so we have another two to three years of probably adopting this technology. Mm -hmm. uh, and as that's happening, frequency is going to be pioneering technology, leveraging machine learning and text-to-speech capabilities to think about the five years from now, right. right? And so we'll start probably rolling out the the alpha version of what that looks like next year or the year following. And then, you know, in five years from now, it will just be kind of the common... Right. And then we'll have to do something else. <laughs> so, no, this is exciting. And, and look, I, I'm excited to see where this goes from here. I think yeah. it's... Um, it's an exciting time to be in the audio world and in that universe. And it's great to have a community, I think, starting to form in this space, um, not just here in New York, but around the world. And, and these kinds of conversations and, and you taking the time to do this day, I think, furthers that that mentality that this is a conversation. This is this is something where it's going to take a lot of people and a lot of engagement um, from brands, from publishers, from audio platforms, from technology companies to to make this all work. Um, and, and I think, you know, with that. I'm excited to see where we go from here yeah. um, and, and, and or hear where we go from here, I suppose. So where, <laughs> where can people find you? Where can they find Frequency? Yeah, yeah so thank you. So um, so you can go to FrequencyAds.com uh, to learn more about uh, the company. Yeah, reach out if you're, if you're interested, whether you're an audio publisher, whether you're a, an advertiser, um, or you just you know flat out interested in, in learning more about the audio space. Cool. Well, yeah. looking forward to doing more. And yeah. uh, thank you again, Pete. Thank you, Scott. This podcast was recorded live in a glass wall truck provided by BulldogBillboards.com. I met the team at Advertising Week New York, and what was fascinating to me is that despite conversations throughout the week about the incredibly complex and very digital means of reaching consumers, that sometimes if you want immediate impact, that a billboard truck can be the way to go. 
Bulldog billboards have trucks in multiple sizes and there's quite literally no project too big or too small. So whether it's a glass wall truck that you want or an LED screen on the side of a truck that you're interested in, they can do it for you. So for more information, visit bulldogbillboards.com. And of course, thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to a podcast production of AW360, the year-round content destination from Advertising Week. Visit AW360 at 360.advertisingweek.com and be sure to check out the other AW360 podcasts now available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Producers on this podcast are Jack Hirschman and Richard Larson with music provided by Audio Network. For more information on Advertising Week, the world's largest gathering of advertising, marketing, and technology leaders, now in six markets across the globe, visit www.advertisingweek.com. Music